0: Welcome to Season 2 of All Car Radio, the All Car Leasing Podcast. With me today is Chris, as Back usual. Once again, in the new year. In uh, myself, Ronnie, the host. And behind me, quiet, is producer Ross. Uh, just keeping an eye on us, making sure that we don't step out of line. Uh, so today's subject, uh, which is an absolutely thrilling uh, one, is we're going to talk about whether or not um, parking on pavement will damage your car or not. <coughs> I'm going to have a bit of a debate about the whole parking on the payment thing. Uh, at the end of it, but uh, before we start, we just wanted to uh, thank everyone, for, obviously, for their business in 2019. We hope everyone had a good uh, Christmas and uh, New Year period. Um, we are we are late doing our first episode, uh, and that's only because it's been absolutely shocker since we've come back. And I'm sure if anyone's listening uh, that work in the motor trade, they'll probably understand why to mm. you know, we'll catch up work and all the rest of it. But we have managed uh, to get some time to sit down today uh, to talk about something that I've recently published on the website for the blog. So if anyone's already read that, the podcast is just pretty much just going to cover the same um, blog post. Uh, Before I start, I just wanted to um, announce, obviously, the press release that is on our website recently. I think it came in January. Mm -hmm. Um, So the car leasing configurator throughout the website is now able to give you a price for no deposit car leasing. Uh, We have always um, offered no deposit car leasing, but the website wasn't um, didn't have the functionality to, to give you a quote you had to ring or inquire. But we fixed that. Um, and it's it's taken off straight away, mm. hasn't it? Yeah, immediately. Um, all right, so let's get through to the main subject. So I am pretty much just going to read uh, the blog post uh, on the podcast for, for simplicity. Uh, so, as more and more cars join British roads, good parking spaces have become a thing of luxury. If you're not lucky enough to have private parking or a driveway slash garage, then every day is a challenge. If you live in a busy terraced street, it can become a nightmare getting any decent parking. Because of this, more and more drivers are forced to park on curbs and pavements to avoid blocking the street. And by that, I mean, um, you know, you not letting cars go to the end of the road, making sure that there's enough space for emergency service and all the rest of it. Um, so this has led to the question of whether or not parking on a curb damages your car, suspension and tyres as a result of doing so because of the uneven balance so obviously, when and one that half... bump up the curb, <laughs> yeah, and the initial yeah. impact mm. of getting on the curb. If this is something that you've always been wondering, then want we'll to know more. As uh, we've written this handy article to put this question to bed once and for all. So the first one is: Does parking on a curb damage your suspension? Um, so there are two questions that we, we can going to answer here, and that's number one: whether or not leaving two wheels on a pavement. Uh, can lead to mechanical issues with the suspension. And two, whether or not the impact of hitting the curb to get on the pavement can damage the suspension. Um, and before we start, you're not going to get, you're not going to hear any jobs worth scare stories, um, on, on this podcast or any blog post or podcast. We just don't do that. But we do have to say that repeatedly parking on the curb on one side can slowly cause uneven suspension issues especially in older models with tired suspensions. In general, though, packing on a kerb really won't do much uh, harm to your car unless it's just abandoned for a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. But that probably is more because of uh, the elements and making uh, the metal seize and all the rest of it, as opposed to the uneven sort just of... Just the weight and balance, yeah. Yeah, because the whole point of suspension is to absorb shock and uh, to, to handle with uneven roads. So if packing on a pavement damages suspension, the suspension would be pretty rubbish. So in, in general, it's, it, it's probably not going to do anything unless you've got pre-existing suspension problems. Um, number two, <clears throat> the impact of mounting a curb in the first place, um, obviously th- that will definitely cause issues. Mm. Um, it, it depends on how much of a whack it gets, you know, the angle of the tire getting onto the curb itself. Um, and obviously, if you have to do it day in, day out, over time, it could just slowly move it um, and cause a bit of um, unevenness in the suspension. Um, <clears throat> with enough force, the whole suspension spring can be displaced and cause alignment issues, as well as causing damage to the rods and shocks. Minor impacts uh, will probably cause negligible damage, but if done repeatedly over time, can cause some serious issues and a big bill from your local garage. So our advice is to avoid mounting curbs altogether. Easy for me to say that. Really, and we'll we'll touch on this a bit more in uh, later. Um, but on many public roads, this does seem unavoidable. In this case, in this case, kind dropped curb um, at some point. You know, usually curbs start off like with a bit of a small little uh, incline, so you can mount it gently. But sometimes you just try and angle the tire so that it's. Um, I don't know. Go up with the incline. Uh, Yeah, go up with the incline. The thing is, a lot of more
1: modern streets now, they're just having really high curbs, so you actually can't mount them. The the higher
0: curbs will definitely cause issues. Especially in air schools, and you'll see it in in inner cities as well. And this, uh, I'm guessing if someone's listened to this podcast or perhaps um, found us uh, through search engines and go to the blog post, it's because they are in a situation where they have got to park on a curb on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. and they want to know what's this going to do to me long term, and you know, Probably not much unless it's got existing problems, but let's put it this way. It's not, it's not the best thing you can do to your car. No, but it's, it's sometimes unavoidable. <coughs> that's the thing, especially if you're on a street with like just terraced
1: houses or a household with like three cars, typically you'll have two on the drive, and someone's pretty much forced to park outside.
0: Yeah, well, save that mm-hmm. for a bit. So, number two is does parking uh, on a curb damage your tyres? And again, there's two questions here. Does the impact of mounting a curb damage tyres, and does leaving a car one half on the pavement, one half on the road damage tyres? So, number one, the impact of hitting a curb definitely will cause Mm. damage to your tyres. Even if they're brand new, over time doing it over and over again, it will do it. What it will do is, um, on the impact, um, it can cause a bulge in the area that keeps getting impacted. That's why you need to take it as gently as possible and as slowly as possible and try to stop the initial just bangs. That's the key. Um, Hitting a curb. Uh, with the sidewalk and cause cuts in the rubber as well, which can going basically get worse and ruin the tyre completely. Rubbing against the kerb with the sidewalk can also erode rub the rubber away and cause uneven wear. So you may have to eventually replace one tyre, mm. and a tyre is at least, what, 30 plus, 30 plus quid. But there's not many cars out there with tyres that only cost 30 quid, to be fair. Mm. And sidewalk damage is really dangerous anyway. Like, that's how you risk blowouts. Well, a lot of the times... With 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 tire damage, it can happen on the inside of the tire where you wouldn't look. Yeah. So you know, a lot of the time when you go into the car first thing in the morning, you can you know have a quick look at the car to see if anything happened overnight. But you wouldn't look inside the car; you just look on the outside. Mm. But if you think about mounting a curb, it, it depending it's it's usually the inside that gets the first impact. Yeah, that's true. Well, it really does depend on the direction you do it. Um, again, if you absolutely need to mount a, um, a curb to park, then find a drop curb or just park somewhere else. But again, say that. Um, leaving a car one half on the pavement one half on the road won't really do much to a healthy tyre other than slowly cause uneven tyre pressure between two sides and a lot of people will recognise that when they uh, you know <clears throat> before doing a long trip or something and they go to Tesco or other supermarkets that are available um, and they'll go to the uh, the air bit and they say, oh, well, the front tyre's got 35, the, the uh, no, sorry, the left one's got 35, the right one's got 32. That's the kind of thing that happens when you pack uneven on a mm. sustained long period of time, like overnight, every day, over months, if not years. That's the kind of thing that you'll have to deal with on, a, uh, quite a lot. And you may find yourself one tyre is actually below the recommended tyre pressure and the other tyre's fine. Um, anyway, if there are also existing problems on a tyre, that is on the side, uh, on the road side, so it's, it's the tyre with the pressure being applied to it. Um, it will accelerate any existing problems, especially if you've got slow punctures, it will be fast puncture mm. if you park on it. And lastly, uh, does parking <coughs> on a curb damage the car in general? Well, parking on your car on a curb pavement can damage your car for a variety of reasons. Both the impact and the uneven weight distribution can cause your car problems over time, and it's best to avoid it completely or take a gentler approach. And switching side um, to, that gets mounted every other day or something can at least spread the damage. But now we are going to have a, a, you know a quick conversation, a bit of a debate that a lot of people listening to this are probably thinking about, which is obviously. People don't park on a curb because they enjoy doing it. They park on a curb because they absolutely have to. And if they didn't, it would block the road um, and they just wouldn't be able to park at all. So, Chris, you've looked into this, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, so if you head over to ask the police, they
1: say unless it's or unless it's stated with signage or whatever, uh, it's assumed that it's fine. You can park on the pavement. But if you go to the government website, it says you can't park partially or completely unless there are signs that say you can.
0: Well, that's mixed signals, isn't it? Yeah. I Can or can't you park on a pavement? In London, you definitely can't. We know that. But if you don't live in London, people just don't know whether you can or you can't. And and to be honest with you, we could have just emailed one of these people to get a definitive answer. But the point is, (coughs) if... uh, If we go by the government website, which technically we should be using first because the government obviously runs the councils and the councils enforce the parking. So if we take the stance of the government say and say that you shouldn't park on a payment, either partially or wholly, then they are literally suggesting don't do it. You've got to park somewhere else. Otherwise, if, um, and I hate to use this term, a job's worth... (laughs) parking attendant puts a PCN or whatever on your windscreen, you you can't argue because it it is the law, but it just seems ridiculous. Yeah, that you're pretty much forced to in some cases, or reasonably.
1: And if you're, like I mentioned before about the point about terraced houses, you have no choice, really. You can park your car around the corner, but if everyone had to, you would run out of space. Yeah. But equally, emergency vehicles... I think, is why this is written into law. Because on on tight terrace streets, I think you'd still struggle to get down, like get a fire engine down there or an ambulance or whatever, and to turn at the end or make any manoeuvres in the street.
0: I think the official stance is do not park on a pavement partially or wholly and park somewhere else. Mm. And that is a major inconvenience. And it does feel like a lot of uh, streets, old school streets, uh, were not built with cars in mind. No, and cars have only got bigger, really, haven't they, over the past few yeah. years? I think um, I think that you should actually be parking elsewhere, but I wouldn't because it, it seems ridiculous. Because if you've got to park away from your house, you know you can't look outside your window to see a car there. You know, make sure it hasn't been nicked or or keyed. Or if you've got it. a brand new lease car through all car leasing, for example, on mm. a fantastic deal. Um, and if you have one of those you want to park outside your house
1: yeah yeah you want to keep an eye on it and depending on the area you live as well but it can happen if you live on a main road obviously wing mirror damage that's quite a big uh, worry for a lot of people yeah
0: yeah yeah wing mirror yeah mm. so um at the, at the end of the blog and I'll read out here We, I want to hear the listeners thoughts on this uh, on this sensitive subject I have to say have you had damage first of all from mounting the kerb over time um, do you live in an area where you are effectively forced to do it? <clears throat> Have you ever actually been stung by parking enforcers over curb pavement parking? Uh, please send uh, in your your, your emails and, and your messages on Facebook and, and whatever um, with your experiences uh, because we, we, we're gonna we're gonna read them out on the next podcast. I should facts under wheels. Yes. Ain't. Now another thing I, I noticed on um, ask the police and. The government website is, that. Ask Police wording is, that if there isn't a sign that says, you can't park there, then it's fine. Whereas the government actually words it completely the other way. You cannot park there. You cannot park there unless there are signs to say that you can, which is completely the other way. Now, I want to ask uh, the listeners, have you ever, ever seen one of these signs that specifically talks about the pavement? We've all seen signs that have P on it, mm. Monday to Friday, 8 to whatever, but has anyone ever seen a sign that says you can or cannot park on a pavement? Because I haven't. Ever.
1: That may no parking ones, but it's never relating to the curb. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's, it's like not blocking an entrance. Is what well, well, the thing is,
0: someone has made the effort to write that page and ask the police and to write that page on the government. Who is that person? Are you listening? Can you... Let us know, Let us know. All right, so that is uh, that section over. We want to, to just ease back into the podcast gently, uh, but we are going to obviously start in Season 2 with the same features from Season 1. We're just going to go through a couple of the questions that we received uh, over Christmas, and we did get way too, too much that we can actually mention on the podcast, so we're just going to go through a couple of the more interesting ones, the ones that we feel... Um, more than one person would have thought about asking but didn't um, and also we're going to th- go through some of the, um, the reviews we've got for the cars uh, only a couple again because we 've had quite quite a bit and last is the chris chris 's hot leasing special offers as usual um, but it, but again, if you 've got any questions or any comments about the subject of payment parking damage, and all the rest of it, please let us know. Thank you. Our first question <coughs> is from Pavel from London who asks if you we have a bias towards German cars because most of the special offers are on German cars uh, the answer for that is no we do not have a bias on any axle manufacturer but saying that um, the uh, finance companies and the dealers of German brands are probably the most on it when it comes to sending special offers so they are quite keen
1: yeah the Germans have always been big on contract hire and I think Mercedes have been in the game for the longest really.
0: yeah Uh, And BMW are um, making changes to the restrictions on on car leasing. So, so no, we don't have a bias on German cars. But it does look like that because German brands are really switched on when it comes to special offers and deals. Plus, if you remember our uh, blog post on our German cars better, um, German cars tend to be quite popular, therefore have greater residual values. And residual values play a big part in leasing prices because once the lease car gets back, they get sold on in auctions and all the rest of it. And if they haven't lost much value, it means that uh, the leasing prices are cheaper. But thanks very much for that question, Pavel. Very good. So we've got a question from Ben
1: saying, Can I go half on a lease car with my brother who's just passed his driving test? And I've been doing it for a year. Uh, you can't go halves on the car with him I mean he can you can both be on the insurance but the car is registered to one person who would, must also be on the insurance but the payment will be coming out of their bank account so you can't go halves
0: on it alright so that is about uh, as much time as we can for the questions we'll keep a couple for next week as well as the obviously the parking ones Uh, but i am going to read a couple of the vehicle reviews that we've had recently i'm just going to do about four or five but obviously you can see all of them at our all car review section at the top of the head of the website if you're on desktop as well as mobile in the in the mobile menu so the first one is from miroslav rangelov who uh leased a land rover discovery sport sdv6 landmark edition really tasty car uh he says leasing this beauty was one of the best decisions i've made in my life I found very good deal on this car just before Christmas time and had it delivered last week. It's very fast, it's 7 seconds to 62 and very comfortable inside whilst being incredibly premium with lots of futuristic technology. I'm going to add to that that we also think that the Disco Sport uh, is the best winter car um, for a lot of reasons, but we got r- r- run a broadcast about that if you search our website you can find it. Next one uh, is a t- uh, review by Tara on the A-Class Hatchback A200. Uh both Nicholas and Gemma were really helpful arranging my lease, especially as it was my first lease and I had lots of questions. Everything in the first inquiries with the delivery went really well and my car's perfect. Obviously she's not mentioned the car there whatsoever, but she's given us five stars, so she must be happy with it. Uh next one next one is Shamir. Uh she leased a Dacia Logan Stepway. I got the car via company car scheme, so I didn't have much of a choice. It's very economical and has plenty of room, but it's very basic inside and out. A really good car considering the price, but I... I've wished I could have upgraded the trim. That's uh, a fair comment, I think. Especially uh, for people who are forced to take a car for one reason or another. Um, you know, it's not your choice, but I suppose it is a car for free. Um, that's why she hasn't given it zero stars, I imagine. Uh, next is Michael Room, who's leased a Suzuki Swift 1 litre Attitude. He says, great little runaround. It's a little bit tinny, so cheap. It's hard to complain. Uh, I only use it to get to work and back, so I don't have to drive the family seven-seater. I managed to get this car for a cheaper monthly price than the trim below it. Screen in the middle is also quite good, but very simple. Thanks. And our last one, and this is quite a car. We were very happy to to do this because it's quite an exotic one. Um, And it's a Lotus Elise 1.8 that we leased to Rohit Sharma. And he says that I've wanted the Lotus Elise since I was a child, and now my dreams have been realised. It's a weekend car. Don't do many miles in it, five thousand. and use a three series going to work, but my word is, a, this is a fantastic experience. There's just nothing like the feel of being that close to the road. It's so quick, and people always look over when I'm in it. There are better interiors out there, but in terms of driving pleasure, this is the best I've ever had. My advice for anyone is at least what will make you happy. To be honest with you, we've mentioned that uh, in some of the leasing guides that we've written about, you know, what car is best for you, and it is just get the car that you want. Um, and you know feel some kind of a connection to rather than the car that is necessarily the cheapest uh, but anyway that is uh, all uh, a couple of our latest reviews like I said you can see them all on the website if you want to but anyway that is it from me uh, Ronnie the host I'm going to hand yourself uh, everyone over now to Chris who's going to go through the deals of uh, what right now that you we think everyone looking for a car should take a look at thanks for listening uh, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it
1: Okay dokie, so with it being January and everyone's skint after Christmas, I've chosen two cheap cars or affordable in terms of the lease price, because they've gone down. Uh the first one is the Kia X Seed, which is Kia's new crossover model, it's essentially a, a raised up version of the seed. Um uh, that now starts from one hundred and twenty-nine pounds a month, uh with a one thousand one hundred and sixty-five deposit. It's probably one of the best value family cars on the website at the moment if you just wanted size versus Cost of the car. Uh, The second deal we've got is the Ford Puma, so another new model. It's actually one of the new mild hybrid electric vehicles, and that starts from £203 a month with a £1,835 deposit, and that's for the titanium trim, which our Ford owners will know. It's the more luxurious one rather than the sporty looks of the ST line. But with it being January uh, and the start of a new year and a new quarter, There'll be new deals coming up every day, so I'm going to leave a link to the deals I've mentioned before and a link to our special office page for you to keep an eye on this month if you're looking for a new lease car. Uh, Just keep coming back daily because we're literally at prices every day. But that's all we've got for this podcast and we'll catch you in the next one.